Friday night footy at the MCG. It is Collingwood and Carlton to start round 20. Our Friday night presenting partner is Penrite Oil and your local Repco authorised service. Jared Waitley, Dwayne Russell, Jared Healy and Brad Johnson. And we are joined by the Chief Executive of Carlton, Brian Cook. Brian, great to have you on AFL Nation. No, thanks, Jared. First time in a little while, so thanks for having me on. Collingwood and Carlton, so almost 90,000 tonight. How quickly did it reveal itself to you, the importance of the Blues and the Pies matches? Uh, once I spoke to Sticks, he, 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 Kernahan, <laughs> he was very keen about uh, these games. Um, and he, he actually sent, a, sent us all a message recently about how important it is in, in, in no uncertain terms. Special? Are they special nights? Uh, they are for a lot of people, uh, people who have supported the, the, you know, the Navy Blues for a long period of time. Uh, I've certainly found that the passion of those people uh, is very concentrated and uh, it's very loud and in particular against sides like Collingwood. So, no, it, it's, it's, you can't miss it really. Um, so, you know, that's, what you, that's, that's part of the Carlton's uh, DNA. It was concentrated through those middle weeks of the season, that's for sure. Yeah. How have matters... Um, eased a little bit over the yeah, past no, five the, the weeks. La, yeah, the last five or six, we haven't been beaten for five rounds and one by in there. So for six weeks, let's say. So it's it's been uh, it's been pretty good. Um, you know, one of the uniquenesses of Carlton is is um, you know the the way that we recognise and celebrate wins and the and, and the disappointment we show when we lose. It's you know the, there's there's highs and lows of extremes. You know, that's one thing I've noticed. Uh, but if someone said to me, "What's one of the strengths of Carlton?" I would say it's it's uniqueness one of its unique uniquenesses is the passion of its supporters and if we can you know harness that in a really positive way it, it will have some great outcomes too volatile in oh, the negative times, moments you look at times yes yeah at times um uh you know personally i'd love to find a little a better balance okay uh, but i'm not going to uh uh, say to any of the members, don't show emotion. Man, that would be stupid of me, and uh, that's that's one of the strengths of our, our football club. So, yeah, no, they're a very passionate group. Party time when we win, and it's a family loss when we lose. You know, <laughs> it's, it's pretty strong. What have you learned about yourself and this footy club through this? What's been a difficult year, particularly the first half, and uh, it's been an enjoyable last six weeks, as you said. Hey, what have I learned about the football club? Um, gee, that's a good question. Um, I haven't got a ready-made answer for that one. Um, I think that uh, it's really important that Carlton gets nine out of ten of its important decisions right. Mm. Uh, maybe that wasn't the case in previous years. Mm. Um, I think that's really important. Um, and, and that goes down, that gets down to all sorts of things like governance and subcommittees and making sure you develop really good papers for board consideration and, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. And uh, I, that's, that's, I've learned how important governance can be. Mm. Um, and you may be a bit surprised at that. That's, that's a big one. The other thing I've learned is, uh, is no, but this was at Geelong too, is, is you know, you've, you've got to have, if you really want high performance, you've got to have equal dosages of making people and teams accountable. Yep. But at the same time, providing a good dosage of support for those people as well. One doesn't go without the other. Mm. The more accountability you want, the more support you have to provide. So... It's it's putting really good people around your 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 important resources, your players and and so forth. So that that that's a key learning that I think is working well at Carlton right now. Um, and it's interesting. I think probably over the I've been there a year and maybe eight or nine months, something like that. And you know, it's it's also a lot about de-risking uh, the organisation. 
And what do I mean by that? Um, you know, making sure that the process you have, you process, for instance, you have in your recruiting players, you check out their values, you check out, you know, uh, their integrity, you check out their skills. So the amount of preparation and homework mm. has got to be extreme uh, in order to ensure you reduce the risk in, and get best players. Mm. So that's that's what I've learned too, and how important that is. And part of that is signing a couple of your, your your star players and a lot out of contract at the moment. But a big signing this week with with Tom for for two years. Yeah, he signs for two. What did the club have in their sights to sign him for? Oh no, no, we we we'd been talking. Um, uh, now that it's done, I can actually talk to you a little bit about this. The yep. the Tom DeConning contract is. Um, has been on the go for a while, mm. you know, um, but it really only peaked the last, uh, honestly, the last 72 hours. Um, there was always discussion right back from the start, start of the year, um, whether it would be good for Tom to take a long-term contract with lots of dollars mm. uh, or, um, and, and have the pressure of that contract at a young age or um, see out his next two years at the club and he would get tremendous support and he's already feels at home there and make up his mind in two years' time what he wants to do as a free as a potential free agent. Mm. So that that was, you know, and we left the ball in his court. I'm sure he's taken less dollars. He's certainly taken less years. But there is method in what he's what he's doing, and, and we're, we've embraced that as well. Do you have a top four list, Cookie? Top four as in? As in the, the potential to be a top four team. Is, do you think oh, you're right. the shape okay. of your list yeah, look, is I there think, yet? I think it's getting there. Yeah, I do. I, I really think it's getting there. Um, top end is, is very talented. Mm. And, you know, like most clubs, you know, we, we're continuing to build our depth. Um, and, you know, we've been doing that through free agency trade and particularly the draft because of the top end, what, what the implications of that are. So we're doing that. Um, but it's also, you know, when you get to a situation like we are in, which can be, which is tight, I hope we get that, you know, there's, there's options you, we, we're looking at. Um, you know, we're setting up an Irish structure. We've sent over our two recruiting people, Nick Austin and Mick Agresta, today to Ireland to, to set up a structure and interview 12 players. Um, so the Category B rookies is really important. We have a, a number, I think, about six or seven father-son potentials in the next two or three years. And so, you know, you just change your focus a bit, you know, I, and, and that's that's what we're doing. You know, we're looking at all, all sorts of methods to ensure we, we, we get greater depth, we, we get a stronger team, even if, even if we are tied around TPP. No one was, uh, well, you're under a fair bit of pressure yourself during the year, but no one was under more pressure than the coach. Mm. And I would have thought that one of the things you might have learnt this year was you've got a pretty good coach, that he's uh, oh, yeah. been able to cope with the, the pressure. I mean, a lot of people questioning his tactical now and all of the stuff that always mm. comes if you lose two or three in a row. Yeah. But he's, he has, uh, he's certainly come through in many ways in flying colours. We've got to be a couple of sides uh, in the top half of the ladder or the top echelons of the ladder to, to nail that shut as far as the list is concerned. But um, at the end of the day, I, I, I would have thought he's, he's had a darn good uh, season to this point in time, having endured what he had to go through. Oh, absolutely. He, he's been, a, a, I think, an outstanding leader. Mm. Very, uh, very even in his, in his, in his approach to um, you know, our, our position, our situation and very supportive of his players. Um, he's developed um, really good relationships with them. Um, so I, I think, you know, and, and Luke and I both said it publicly, we, you know, we, we, we really enjoy what he's doing and mm. we think he's doing a great job and, and uh, reinforce the fact that he'll certainly be our coach um, next year and, and hopefully a bit further. But, um, no, he, he's, he's been excellent, yeah. It's, and one of the things that, um, that I've noticed is that, you know, he, 
he acknowledges some of his, his gaps mm. and he employs people around him who fill those gaps. And I think that's a great sign of a leader. Yep. Mm. Part of those gaps are having your senior players out in the ground too for performance-wise. Yep. You yep. get some seriously good players back in tonight. We do. Um, we do. Uh, there's still a few out, mm. uh, three or four really top-notch top players. But, you know, we, we're excited about tonight. We, 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 we'll see ourselves, you know, uh, comparing, comparing ourselves against the best team. Um, uh, and we, we, you know, it's only recently we've started to beat some, some top eight sides. Um, and I think that, you know, if you look at the run, we had of five or six and the losses, was it six losses in a row? Mm. Every team you played was in the eight. And so people say, you know, how come, how come you had a bad run? Well, one of the issues here is, I know we weren't playing well, but we're actually playing against top eight teams. And we weren't quite there. The Port Adelaide victory, though, must have uh, been really mm. buoyant for the club and the group. It was. It was, a, a, you know, a, a top team and playing the way we did. And, and it's obvious, you know, the last six weeks, uh, you know, our contest has been great. Our pressure has been good. Our effectiveness inside our 50 metres yep. has been outstanding. I think we're number one over the last six weeks. So, you know, it's starting to work for us. Just in the accountability and support, mm. so just through those weeks, mm. um, the support side of things first... Did you just have to defy the history of Carlton? I mean, you were very true to who you've mm. always been, I think. Mm. Did that? Did you have to defy that history of Carlton to create stability where people wanted to find unrest? Um, the, the commentary we got back is was in so, in, from some, some areas was <clears throat> um, historically Carlton might have sacked someone or, or historically... Uh, may have closed in on, on a group of people or a team or a bunch of coaches or the fullbacks or, or so pointing the finger you know we didn't do that there was no pointing pointing fingers from internally you know there might have been a bit outside but you know that's that's a lot of noise and you know you, whilst you listen you don't have to focus on it and and that's that's been the big difference I think uh, and that's the feedback we've got from the players the players were wrapped when uh, Luke and I got up and said Vossi will be our coach till the end of next year. And to me, that wasn't a big comment. You know, I've been thinking that for two months. Yep. But as you know, when, when, when administration or the president comes out and says, we fully, we fully <laughs> support, support the coach, <laughs> you know trouble. what that means. And so Luke and I had, you know, these discussions around, what's the right timing for this, you know? Mm. So, and so some people say we're a week too late or two weeks too late, we, we let it go. Others said, you know, it, it was perfect. So who knows? That's the stability. What about the accountability? Did you feel like Michael the whole way through knew what the problem was to rectify or was he searching? And did you just have an ear toward, okay, so do, mm. do they actually know how to get out of this? I know there was... Um, um, we, we, uh, Vossi would probably talk to our board and make a presentation, I would, I would say at least once every two months, maybe every six weeks. So he, he would come in and present. Uh, what's happening, what his strategies were. And so we all knew. Um, we were quite transparent. He was very transparent. And he never he never budged from it. So um, it was good. Yeah. That said, he did change on the run. And you're playing a totally different game now than you were early in the piece, slow and boring, Yeah, yeah. to uh, on the 45 yeah. and quite exciting. <laughs> and going, going backwards, yeah. you think. <laughs> and you've changed some personnel. And I think that's yeah. uh, been good. Uh, yeah, some have come back too. Yeah. Cunningham's, yeah. you know, people forget about that. You know, um, Jack Martin. So those those sort of mid-level yeah. players are starting to play good footy. Yeah, It's important uh, for you, Jack Martin, because, and I know he's just been in and out in terms of injury, but when he when he's in and his commitment mm. 
to the contest, especially for forward of centre, mm. assists the side so much. It does. You know, he, he gives us a bit of height on that half forward flank, but he's also quite hard. You know, he tackles well and, and plays a very physical game. I actually think we're playing better now than we were. Oh, sorry, yeah, better now than we were at the start of last year. Mm. The start of last year was very attacking and you know a lot of space and uh, we look good. But we have much more defence now. We have a much more final style now. I'm, I'm much more comfortable with, with the conservative nature at times of our, our defence and our midfield. You know, we're, yeah, okay. Champion data throw up some interesting stats, and uh, mm. they're pretty positive on you. The one that uh, didn't surprise as much, though, after the, over the last six weeks, there's been more pizzas sold in Ligon Street <laughs> than for the previous two years. <laughs> Ligon's back. Oh, uh, goodness. <laughs> You know, it's, it's the same in Geelong, you know. They, they, the Geelong Eddie, they sell about 40%, 50% more, apparently, Eddie's yep. on Monday if you win on the, yep. on the weekend, you know. It's, it's amazing what winning does to, to, uh, to, to, to people. I, some people say to me sometimes, what, what's AFL footy like? And I'll say, well, um, chicken tastes better when you win. <laughs> and uh, same 100%. chicken they had last week <laughs> when they lost, you know. It does. Can you let us into Sam, Sammy Walsh a, a little bit and just where he's at in his recovery yeah, from, yeah. from injury? Because yeah. knowing Sammy quite well, he's probably already ahead of, ahead of schedule, but yeah, yeah. you've got to be careful also, I assume. Yeah, no, um, uh, I had a chat to him last night. He, um, he's got a grade one tear, so it's not, it's not, a, it's not a bad one. Yep. Um, he expects to be out two weeks, hopefully back in three. We'll see, he might be out for three, but uh, that's, uh, he'll be fine, we're pretty sure. And that's the first hamstring he's ever had. Which is interesting, and you know he didn't know what it was when it happened, mm. so it was a bit of it was a bit uh, new, it was a bit of a surprise to him. So Sammy's Sammy's the two to three weaker, and um, uh, Silvani has a uh, has a sprained knee. Um, we're still assessing it. We think it's probably three or four weeks, but we're not sure. Okay. Should North Melbourne get another assistance package, including the captain of the All Australian side, for free? Probably not, probably not, mm. and I don't think the Eagles should either. You know, you can you can mount a, a strong an argument for the Eagles. I think you know we're, we're I think there once upon a time was a formula that yep. they used over two or three years, and I'm sure they would both qualify under that formula. But I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a big rap. I, you know, we talk about the uncompromised national draft. You know, and we every year we move, we move further and further away from it. So I. I don't know how far we go with this, with this stuff. Are you are you of the opinion, which I am, Cookie, that if you put your put your club in, the club gets put into this position, regardless whether it's through recruiting or development or however it is, mm. that you've then got to fight your way through that? Yeah, look, I I think so. Um, I've never been in that position before, so yeah. I, you know, I'm just I'm, to me it's theoretical. Yes. Um, but no, I I I think you know you determine your own future. Mm. Um, and sometimes it takes, you know, five, six, seven years to get there. At, at Geelong back in 99, it took us a fair while to get moving. You know, we, we finished 12th, 13th, 14th a couple of times. And then made a whole lot of good decisions. Um, yeah. Out of that CEO's <laughs> meeting, is mm. there a an industry-wide appetite to find a fixture that would actually represent some level of competitive balance rather than just the commercial side of things? Um... Gee, sorry for the pause. Too <laughs> long, right. isn't it? <laughs> Probably <laughs> no, is the yeah, pause. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, th I think it's going to be very difficult to do that. Yeah, I do. Um, but it's, it's being played all over the place. Every, every club has their own d view and dimension. And, 
you know, on what should happen. You just interstate clubs want to play grand two, the best out of three grand finals. The the Melbourne based clubs don't like that for for obvious reasons. It's just go so it's I don't I don't think there's going to be a unanimous uh, uh, view on any of these things. Okay, so the commission will make that decision. I think they'll stay where they are. Uh, so you're about to leave us. Um, mm. The Harry Mackay discussion. Mm. What what's is the length or the the richness of that contract inconvenient to Carlton now in any way? No, no, it's not. We're comfortable where we are with list management um, and our strategy is moving forward and uh, uh, Harry Harry is going to remain at Carlton. He's going nowhere. Yep. So he and Charlie can work together and be the twin tower force to make a run at things in the long term. Absolutely, yep. Cookie, it's great to see you. Thanks for stopping Thanks, by. Thanks, Jared. Thank you. Brian Cook is Jared. the Chief Executive of the Blues and AFL Nation, our pregame show. Beaumont's new Beaumont Max range starts at 20 bucks.